اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لا الہ الا اللہ محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم I greet you, my brothers and sisters, with the beautiful greeting, the greeting that has been used by messengers and prophets of Allah, the greeting of Shalom or the greeting of Salaam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is indeed my great pleasure and privilege to be back in Cape Town. This is my 84th return, and alhamdulillah, my 69th Juma lecture around the country, and for that, I am very thankful. <coughs> Knowledge, Allah tells us in the Quran, is something that we must ask, Oh Allah, increase me in knowledge. And in the Hadith, it is said that knowledge, the pursuing of knowledge, is compulsory on every believer. So, Alhamdulillah, I have this opportunity, and I take it every week, because it gives me the opportunity to do the learning about our Creator, about our beautiful Deen of Islam, our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, very few of us actually do this learning. And if I didn't have this opportunity, I wouldn't know if I would be actually sitting and doing research on this. So Alhamdulillah, I have that privilege to do the study and to share with you. The beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, that the best way to learn is to teach. And if you know any one thing, teach it. So I am here today to, with you brothers and sisters, glorify Allah. The greatest thing that we can ever do is remember Allah. The Quran tells us that verily in the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find reassurance, security. And we, without the remembrance of Allah, will think that maybe if our problems were sorted out, we'll have peace. And maybe if we had more money, we'll have peace. And maybe if somebody loved us, we'll have peace. But the things of this world do not serve us in peace. You can have plenty of money. There are people with lots of money, but are not at peace. There are people who have fame and fortune and celebritydom. No peace. Verily, in the remembrance of Allah, does a heart find reassurance. Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that it is the remembrance of Allah that is the greatest of all activities. Of all activities, remembrance of Allah is the greatest. And it tells us also that we must remember Allah abundantly that we may succeed, that we may triumph, that we may get victory. So we have this opportunity to remember Allah together. And we have this opportunity to learn together. And for that, I am very grateful. As a therapist, as a counselor, I'm always dealing with people with problems or difficulties or helping people improve their lives, progress, and uplift either themselves or their communities. And today is the start of another series of lectures for me. And I'm going to use the following verses to guide me to move into this new focus that I'm focusing on for the next two months or so, I'll be focusing on the quality of life in this world for us as believers and the quality of our death as we transition. I mean, who here thinks that they're not going to die? I know we live like we won't die, but who here can say, that's not for me to concern myself with. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Others might do that. I should have died. I'm not going to. 
So for me, the interest is in the quality of life, the quality of being in this world, the quality as we transition, what kind of death we're going to have, and the experience in what is called the grave or barzakh, and in the hereafter, the quality of life in the hereafter. Very often, we live focused only on this world and what needs to be done. Very often, we have a very short-sighted way of living, and that is normal, you know. Some people live for the day. They only live for the day, you see. My focus now is to live not only for today, but for tomorrow, for my transitioning, my, my death, and my state in the kabar, in the grave, what is called the barzakh, you go through, and in the hereafter. See, that is my interest, more long-term. Before, I was only interested in getting by, paying the bills, making sure the children go to a nice school, get them married, alhamdulillah, you know, all that was important. Now, I'm shifting my focus beyond here and now. Not just live for the day, live for tomorrow, and live for the hereafter. Live for your death, and live for beyond your death. This is my focus. So, I'm going to use the following verses from the glorious Quran to lead me into that. And among the people is he who says, Our Lord, give us in this world, and he will, in the hereafter, have no share. Allah is telling us in the Quran that there are people who turn to Allah and ask, in this world, give us in this world. A lot of people are interested in success in this world, and there's nothing wrong with that. And of course, asking Allah for success is better than not even asking Allah to support you in success. So Allah says, and among the people is he who says, our Lord, give us in this world, we want, give us in this world, and he will in the hereafter have no share. Allah says, we only focus on this world, you ask him, you'll get here, but in the hereafter, you won't have any share. But among them is he who says, our Lord, give us that which is good in this world, and that which is good in the world hereafter, and protect us from the torment of the fire. Allah is saying that there's another person who says he wants in this world and in the hereafter. They will have their share of the rewards of their deeds. And it goes on to say that, but seek through that which Allah has given you in the home of the hereafter. In, in another verse, Allah says, Seek that which Allah has given you, the home of the hereafter. And do not forget your portion in this world. And do good as Allah has done good to you. So Allah is telling us that you can seek for this world and you can seek in the hereafter in the first verses that I read to you. And in the second verses he's saying that seek for the hereafter but don't forget your portion in this world. And in a hadith we know one of the duas that the beloved Prophet Muhammad shared. He says, Rabbana atina dunya. Oh Allah, oh our Lord, give us that which is good in this life and good in the hereafter and save us from the torment of the fire. So this is in the Qur'an, and it is in the Hadith. And this is my focus, that we progress in this world and in the hereafter. Not just in this world, or not just in the hereafter, but progress, a quality of life in this world and in the world hereafter. So Allah gives us guidance, and I'm going to speak 
in this series of lectures about 12 areas, but today we'll see how far I can actually go with these uh, ideas. So the first verses that I want to continue with is, O mankind, you are those in need of Allah. While Allah is free of need, the praiseworthy. <coughs> the Quran is telling us that we need Allah. And that Allah does not need us. And who can deny that? Who among us thinks that we caused ourselves to be alive? See, who among us thinks that I decided I want to be alive in existence? So here I am. Our existence is given to us by our Creator. See? Our worth in Islam, every Muslim has rights, non-Muslim has rights, woman, child, old people, neighbor, we all have the right to dignity. Even murderers, criminals, everybody has value in Islam. You cannot treat anybody with disrespect. Allah has given us not only existence, but he has given us worth and dignity. And he says in the glorious Quran that he has created us in the best of molds, that you have the body that you have. Is his creation so symmetrical, so beautiful, where our eyes are positioned in color vision, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. These are gifts that Allah has given to us, the best of molds. Our own intelligence could not have given us our own existence. You see, we believe that we can depend on ourselves. We believe, I, have, I can get a good degree, you know, and I can go and open up a profession or start a business. And I can take care of my children and my family. Our schooling systems and our educational systems teach us to believe that our own intelligence is the only intelligence. And that is a lie because there is an intelligence greater than our own, prior to our own. It is that intelligence that is Allah. That's why Allah says in the glorious Quran, indeed I am Allah. There is no God except me. So worship me and establish prayer for my remembrance. See, Allah is asking us, not that he says, I know you guys are very busy, but I hate to disturb you all. Once in a while, if, a couple times a day, if you can just stop by and remember me, I'd really appreciate it and worship me. Allah says, no, we are in need of him. See, he's not in need of us. He says, I've not created the jinn and mankind, but that they worship me, that they recognize me. He didn't put the angels in there because the angels don't have choice. The angels don't have the ability. They haven't, don't have the choice. They recognize Allah. We have the choice to recognize Allah. We have the ability. Allah has given human beings the ability to perceive him, to recognize him, to be in awe of him. So when Allah tells us that worship me and we think well I don't know let's see let us remind ourselves that he gave us existence if I gave you a lot of money a good job a place to live in you probably worship me for the rest of your life as we do our money and our jobs and our bosses and our bank managers but Allah has given us worth and existence and a body and Allah has given us mind and has given us a heart to love to experience joy to think to reason memory Allah has given, taken care of everything for us. That as we sit here, we are already taken care of. Allah says that we have given you hearing and we have given you sight. We have given you intellect and we have given you affect feeling that you may be grateful. 
Allah says if you try to count the blessings of Allah, you will never be able to count them. They are innumerable. Allah says every blessing you have is from Allah. And he goes on to say that most of human beings are ungrateful. Because a lot of us sitting here think we got nothing. Somebody else got, we don't have the swimming pool. They got the nice car. They got the good book. We got nothing. Allah gave us nothing, you see. Only we're looking at this dunya. What do we have in this world? That's all that matters. Short-sightedness, living for the day. Not living for tomorrow and the hereafter. See, mankind is ungrateful. That's what the Quran says. Most of them are ungrateful. And Allah says, those who are grateful are grateful for the good of their own soul. And Allah goes on to say, if you are grateful, I will give you more. It's a promise from Allah. See? So we fail to recognize. We think we're intelligent. Why? I'm, I'm intelligent. I, I went to school and I got schooled. I'm competent. I got seven A's. I went to university. I learned how to do a cash receipts journal and a CPJ and CRJ. I've got these competencies. Learning competencies, learning to read and write is not an education. It is a schooling. Learning to do an operation with all due respect is not intelligence. It is a competency. Learning to do books is not intelligence. It is a competency. We have learned competency skills and we have led ourselves into believing that we are intelligent. That is where we go astray. Intelligence is to worship Allah. To recognize that without Allah, we would not be here. We wouldn't even exist. We wouldn't exist in the, as the great beings that we are. Allah says in the Quran, He has given humanity gifts and favors. The children of Adam salam, gifts and favors not given to any other creation. See, Allah has given us gifts and favors, not imagination, creativity. Allah has placed us on a planet that if you plant one fruit seed, one fruit seed, you get a tree with hundreds of fruits. You put two chicken together, you get lots of eggs and lots of chicken. See, Allah says it is He who gave us the night that we may rest and the day that we have visibility. Allah tells us over and over in the Quran that He, who He is to us, and what he has given to us already, that he has already taken care of us. And he is caring for us now. He is caring for us now. Without Allah, nothing would continue to exist. Nothing would continue to be. The earth, the heavens, the sun, the moon, whatever would not be. Without Allah giving us creativity, we would not be able to design motor vehicles and all the things that we think we're smart about. Allah has cared for us, is caring for us now, and is further available to care for us now is further available you have to invoke him Allah says Allah says invoke me and I will surely respond but not the arrogant you see there are many of us here who think no 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 what did Allah give me nothing I, I sorted myself out I sorted my children out I sorted my but I'm taking care of my family I'm taking care of everything what is this dua thing that we must ask for the Prophet of Islam Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said he said, Dua is the weapon of the believer. Dua is the weapon of the believer. Dua is the essence of worship. It's the best form of worship. He says, Dua averts misfortune. He says that Dua changes your qadr. See, the Quran says, I say to the believer, I am always near, that I respond to the supplication of the supplicant when calls upon me.
The Quran says that Allah hears, hears, He heareth all prayers. He heareth. Allah is a hearer of prayers. See? But we are not responding to Allah. We want Allah to respond to us. In Surah Baqarah, it says, tells us about Ramadan, tells us about the Quran, it tells, well, it tells us about uh, fasting, and then it ends with that verse that I just said that invoke me, that say to the supplicant, I'm always near. And then it goes on to say that if they respond to me, I will respond to them along those lines, that Allah will attend to you, support you, if you acknowledge Him. But how can we acknowledge Allah when we are failing to perceive Him? So when Allah says, worship me, that what joins us around the world as brothers and sisters is Tawheed, the oneness of Allah, that there is no other power, nothing within creation, la ilaha illallah. But sometimes we think that there is Allah, but there's a murderer who can get me. We project power out. But governments can overpower us. What did Allah say to Musa Islam to go and tell Pharaoh that your kingdom and your power and your might is like a spider's web in front of Allah? The world has no power over us, brothers and sisters, except the power that we give to it. And that's because we fail to recognize Allah as the power. In the battle of Badr, 313 Muslims took over on the Quraysh, 950. It was suicide, if you look at it strategically. Two horses, couple of camels, and those guys got hundreds of beasts to ride on. But yet Allah granted victory to the believers because they were pure. See? So we can have success in this world. We can. And we can have a good death, a transitioning. And we can have success in the hereafter. But it starts off not by saying I believe, by actually believing. Not looking like you believe. Not speaking like you believe. But actually living Tawheed. Actually worshipping Allah as He is to be worshipped. That when we prostrate, when we put our heads down, it is in humble reverence that there is an intelligence greater than my own, given me everything and cares for me, cares for me now and is further available to care for me. That I am nothing without Allah, I would not be. And Allah is worthy of my worship. To prostrate and draw closer to Allah. That's what the Quran says. Prostrate and draw closer. You see, so Allah tells us about Tawheed. That's what brings us together. That there is only one. There is none within creation. But there is only the creator of creation. The unique one that is beyond understanding of everyone. But we know his attributes. Al-Wadud, always loving, always supportive, ever available for us. Here, cares for us more than we can care for ourselves. Has given you the body that you can have a comfortable experience of life. Allah says in the Quran, He does not want hardship for you, He wants ease. If you wanted hardship for you, give you one leg, hop around. Not two legs, one eye in black and white. Allah has given us eyelids, everything, you can sleep at night comfortably. Allah has given us everything, even this little thing on our upper lip is called a fulcrum. It allows you to smile, which is a sunnah of the Prophet. To smile. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't be able to smile. Allah has considered everything. Everything. is we are not considering Allah and His power and His ability. So we can begin daily to surrender. Salim, 
to submit, to surrender to an intelligence greater than our own that loves us, supports us, protects us, and provides for us. And in there is the peace of Allah. But there's no other peace anywhere else. For this world and the hereafter. Granted, many of us, I remember we went to school and university and we learned competencies, skills. Not intelligent necessarily, not educated necessarily, schooled. Education is when you know that there is an intelligence greater than your own, is available right here, right now, available to support you. And you have faith, you have iman, you have yaqeen. And then you begin to see the miracles that Allah has promised. What did Allah promise us in the Quran? He says, when you have a problem, it's not for you to find a way for you out of your problems. It's not for you. It's for Allah to prepare a way for you out of your problems. And when Allah prepares a way for you out of your problems, He always does so in ways unexpected, sources unknown. You never know how it's going to happen that your problem will be sorted out. But one thing you will know after that how it was sorted out. See, it's for you to put your faith and trust in Allah and Allah will accomplish His purpose. Allah has that power. See, we have to first worship Allah because there is none worthy of worship. There is no power in the world that is supreme and we have put our power into our businesses, our money. We think with money we are okay. We, got, we, we sorted out. So we went to school and university and we got our jobs and we think everything is fine because why are we living, we are surviving. That is very short term thinking brothers and sisters. Is not thinking for tomorrow, is not thinking for the hereafter. That it is only Tawheed, it is only praising Allah in the way that He deserves to be pleased, I mean praised. He deserves to be praised. Because without him, nothing would be. Nothing. Everything that we take for granted and we live is the creation of Allah. So Allah is indeed worthy of praise. So first we say we believe in Allah. But we don't actually live like we do. And then we say we make zikr of Allah. We sing subhanallah. Allah. We're praising Allah. But we do not look with awe and wonder and amazement. At Allah, as His infinite intelligence, His infinite love, His boundless support, His power. The Quran says Allah has power over all things. See? So we are to wake up from the dreams that we are in. Only if you are interested in quality of life in this world, in your death and the hereafter. Allah says, if you remember me, I will remember you. And Allah says, if you forget me, Yours will be a depressed life and there are grievous consequences of denying Allah. We might say we believe, but we live denying Allah. Denial means kufr. We might say we believe, but when you associate partners with Allah, it's shirk, grave sins, grave sins. You see, so we have the opportunity to actually wake up and begin to recognize that there is Allah and fill our hearts with peace. That we can turn to Allah not from desperation, most of us, when do we turn to Allah? When there's a problem, right? And we're desperate. You go into the doctor, he says there's no cure. Now is the time to turn to Allah. Not first, last. As a last resort. Many of us are thinking that we are making dua when we are acting out desperately. There's a very big difference when you make dua and you invoke Allah. And when you act out desperately, I don't know what to do. I tried everything. Let me try Allah. Asking Allah from desperation. Insecurity and desperation is not dua, it's acting out desperately. For if we have faith and iman, we turn to Allah with love and trust. The Quran says trust in Allah, trust in Him, He's enough. 
See, Allah always speaks the truth. He never lies. He never says, let me make myself bigger than I am. Allah is supreme. And He is enough for us. But it is we who have to recognize if we are responding to Him. Because if we're having the experience of Him not responding to us in dua, it might actually be we're not responding to Him. And that we're living very dependent on ourselves. And very dependent on people. And very dependent on our husbands. And very dependent on our money. And very dependent on our business. We might be putting our faith and trust in a lot of things, but it's not Allah. See? We need to ask ourselves, because the Qur'an cautions us. You see, there are many things I want to say to you. I don't have the time now, but I will just go through some of the main ideas, that I, uh, just very briefly. But it is important to worship Allah, humbly, that without Him we are nothing. But it is important to read the Qur'an with understanding. The Qur'an itself says, that it is a book of guidance and wisdom and it is a healing. A, Allah taught us what we didn't know we didn't know. He taught us. Yet many of us recite it, have no clue what we are reading and understanding. And we think that we're doing something wonderful, having no clue what we're reading. We might complete it so many times and get ego-pleased with ourselves. But we're not reading with understanding. Don't get involved in interest. Don't rob the widow and the orphan. Be just because just is closest to taqwa. If we read the Quran with understanding, you'd begin to see how much in error we are. Everybody is, including me, by the way. All our sheikhs and maulanas will all due respect them too. Not a single person. Not a single person. We're all in error. If you read it with understanding, you wouldn't just be thrilled. I read how many times I did the, you'd actually be concerned. I am so astray. But Allah says, say to the servants who have wronged their own soul, do not despair. Do not despair of the mercy of your Lord. Allah forgives all sins. See, Allah is saying. Now, imagine you're reading and thinking you're doing something wonderful, but you're not realizing you're so off track. And then you die. Compared to your reading, and then you realize, oh me, my, I am so off track. When you humble yourself, Allah, I am in error. I don't know. This is how I am. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm led astray. I'm in error. It's not, there's no, there's, sin, in a sense, is not bad. It's the failure to repent for your sins that is bad. All human, Allah has created us weak, it says in the Quran. It's not the problem. The problem is we don't humble ourselves and we don't admit we are in error. Everybody wants, no, no, I'm right. This group versus that group, everybody's right today. Not a single human being is humble that we find. But we can be humble and we can say, I am in error in so many places. The very least I can ask is your forgiveness. And I am thankful that you are the pardoner. And I am thankful that you are the forgiver. You are Ghafoorul Rahim. There's none more. At least you stand a chance in the hereafter. You stand a chance with humility to recognize Allah and to recognize guidance and to see that you are in error and to actually say, I am sorry. You don't even have to change. Let's start there. Let's admit it and ask for forgiveness. Changing and repenting comes after that, if you can. At least that's the start.
You see? So, you know, there are so many other things. I'll just mention one more. Salah, the mayraj of the mu'min. An opportunity for us to draw closer to Allah is performed because I feel happy I'm performing it, I'm doing the right thing, etc. But how many of us are performing salah with consciousness? And how many of us actually have a quality of salah or is it our minds are all over the place? You know, there's a hadith that I'll say. Abu Huraira narrates that the beloved Prophet Muhammad said that, O children of Adam, devote yourself to my worship. Devote yourself to my worship. I will fill your heart with contentment and I will distance you from poverty. And if you do not, if you don't remember Allah, you won't fill your heart with contentment and peace. And he won't distance you from poverty, from poverty. And if you do not, I will fill your heart with preoccupations. How many of us are preoccupied in Salah? How many of us are preoccupied every moment of every day? Thoughts are going through our mind. Our hearts are not in peace. And having money doesn't mean you're rich, by the way. It just means you might be a stressed out, emotionally and spiritually poor person with a lot of money. Having money doesn't mean you're rich. You could be poor in heart with a lot of money. Something, sometimes the only thing that some people have is money. Understand? So, will fill your heart with preoccupations of this world and I will not free your heart from poverty. So don't ever think, I've got money, I'm not poor. If you don't have Allah consciousness, you are poor. If you do not have hum humility, you are poor. If you don't acknowledge as Allah is the one power who can save you, protect you, and create for you whatever you want, you are poor. If you can't say, I'm in error, you are poor. See? I'll just end with a few verses. And uh, shukran alhamdulillah. Where are those verses? Okay, it is. It is Satan that threatens you with insecurity. Allah says, when you feel scared and afraid, it's not him. Allah doesn't threaten you. Allah cautions you. In the Quran, there's many verses where Allah cautions you. He says, fear divine justice. Fear the azab that comes that when we go astray, when we wrong our own souls and fail to recognize him and fail to do good in the world, we go astray. And that is the consequences of our choosing. Fitna instead of fitna. So it's Satan who threatens you with insecurity and causes you to behave in ways unseemly. Many of us end up doing things we would never do. You know, every day shaitan whispers, whispers, whispers. Before you know it, you are engaged in selling guns on the Cape Flats. How you got there? Before you know it, you're engaged in wrong dealing, stealing. Before you know it, you're involved in murder and heavy corruption. Shaitan, who threatens us slowly, slowly, without Allah consciousness, we go down a dirty road. And one day we wake up and we recognize the error of our ways. The shaitan, shaitan that threatens you with insecurity and orders you to conduct unseemly. While Allah promises you forgiveness. Again, Allah promises you forgiveness for those who are sincere and humble. Promises you forgiveness from Him and prosperity. So with that, my brothers and uh, sisters, my time is over. For today, inshallah, I will continue next week. Allah give me that opportunity to take this discussion further at another mosque, inshallah. I mean, I just want to invite you that if you don't do this learning for you and for your families, if you don't every day 
I know you say you believe. I know you read the Quran often without understanding, which is reciting. I know you say you make dua. I know you say you perform your salah. But if we don't get together with our children, we don't educate ourselves and our children every day to remind ourselves that there is the one worthy of worship, that we humble ourselves. If we don't for ourselves and for our families and for our husbands and wives don't do this, then we are not educated people. We are not intelligent people, really intelligent people. Really intelligent people will recognize the resource that Allah is and use that benefit in this world and actually in the world hereafter. So with that, I also make the dua, the Rabbana Atina Fid Dunya, that, O oh, our Lord, bless us with good in this world and in the world hereafter. And Allah give us debts that you, me, our wives, our husbands, our children, Allah give us all prosperity in this world, which doesn't just come like that. You have to play a constructive role. And when our debts time to pass on, it be pleasant and enjoyable, comfortable, that when it's time in the grave that we are among those who have our answers ready, and that when we rise, that Allah will rise us on the day of accountability, we will be pleased on that day knowing that we have done good and that for our good there is a consequence of reward, endless reward. Inshallah. Amin. Amin. If anybody's interested in my uh, uh, work, this is a CD that I have. It's an MP3 CD. It's two months of lectures that I did in the month of Ramadan, one here at the Pinelands. Uh, Islamic Society and Center on a Sunday. It is available at a cost, and if you can't afford it, you can ask me for it. I'll give it to you free of charge. It's called Spiritual Up Upliftment. It's brilliant, if I may say so. Spiritual Upliftment, Ramadan, Allah's blessings to mankind. Five hours of this kind of information. You can play it for yourself, you can play it for your children, play it for your wives. It's available, inshallah. Thank you again, Sheikh, for giving me this opportunity. Alhamdulillah. All praise be to Allah. <laughs>